So the sense of pure being or pure presence that we often taste uh, during meditation, during transcendence, during moments of clarity, and that after an awakening is clearly experienced as the underlying nature of all experience, the underlying truth of every moment. And we know instinctually that even if it seems obscured, if our mind is pulled into thoughts for a moment or longer than a moment, our instinct tells us it's still there, it's still the case. And often it's quite obvious to return to it after we've had this first um, disruption in identity. So what is this pure presence? What is this pure being experience? Some people experience it as an I am sense. What is this? Well, what it is, uh, as far as labeling, doesn't matter. There's no need to label it at all. There's also no need to compare it to anyone else's description. I see this happen on occasion, and it can be a, a trap or a fixation. Well, when you say presence, do you mean like what this person means by awareness or consciousness or whatever, anything, all kinds of terms float around in the spiritual communities. So that doesn't matter either. So labeling and analysis don't matter. Once this is clear to you, once the insight has dawned, you know that thinking about it, talking about it, labeling it is essentially useless, right? With rare exceptions, maybe to communicate something precisely, but generally speaking, if you're trying to define it, comparing it to other terms, you're just in your head, right? You're not um, in clear, uh, seamless contact with the truth of this experience of being, of purity, of presence, of direct experience, okay? That's important. It's really important to know that, to discern the difference there. Because a lot of people get held up for years before they even have that initial insight because they know a lot about this stuff. They understand a lot about it. They know a bunch of terms. They know what this person says, what that person says. They know how to compare the terms, which path is better and worse. Like that kind of stuff isn't gonna help you, right? The insight is what matters. The insight of purity of experience, pure being, undivided experience. Now, the initial insight as profound as it is, is not the final insight. Somewhere along the way, it will become obvious that it's much easier to access that experience of being on the mat while you're meditating, while you're sitting quietly, when things are calm, however that works for you. But when you're engaged in activities, particularly activities with people, things that uh, require conversation, communication, that seemed to require thought. Yeah, these kinds of activities will often just completely collapse that. <laughs> and there's no sense of presence or no um, clear sense of primary presence. There's a sense of being someone in a thought, in a mind, up in the head, etc., etc. So how does this gap get bridged? It's when we find the fundamental, undeniable, self-validating truth 
experiential truth, experiential insight of that initial shift, the I am experience for some people, pure being, just this, clarity, the uncaused, the everythingness. You may describe it to yourself in different ways, but again, the description doesn't matter. But what I'm pointing to with it, you have to find that in the sense fields. Like it or not, that's what has to happen. And so how this occurs is that you see that the truth of presence, of this pristine presence, this vividness, this undeniability, this more real than real experience, it doesn't actually stand on its own. It's not its own thing. We can sort of go into an artificial version of it in, in the mind and consciousness, but even that is a reflection of something. It's a an internal collation of the sense fields. So what happens is we start to notice, for instance, sound has all of that quality of being, all of that quality of clarity, immediacy, undeniability, but it's just also just sound. It's just that sound, that, that ding, that hum, the voice, the birds, whatever it is, that has exactly the same clarity and even more clarity than the experience of being, of consciousness, of I am. This is a critical uh, transition. And it's a transition in one way of speaking in where you put your attention. This is how you ground into presence in the field of activity, the field of action. It has to come forward in the vivid, non-dualistic sense fields. The visual field is largely the key to this because we spend a lot of our uh, brain processing energy constructing three-dimensional worlds that don't exist, overlaying them over our experience. So when you see the visual field as it actually is, it's quite surprising. But without going into detail about what's not there, because there's a heck of a lot that's not there when you see it as it is. I'll go into detail about what is there. And what is there is this experience of the purity of being without any central being, without an identity, without a person, without a self, without a subject. But the pristineness is there. The clarity is there. The vividness is there, very obviously. Luminous radiant, alive perhaps. It's in the sound. It's in the sensation of your hand touching anything. It's in the sensations in the body. It's right in front of your face. So however you dissolve those perceptual filters, whatever inquiry you use is fine but where your attention is matters. So look at what's right in front of your face 
and don't add to it. Don't turn it into an object. Don't label it. Don't name it. Don't give it form. Don't give it distance. Don't give it a relationship in regard to a subject. You. Now, what is it? Experientially. Is that solid? Not so much. Is it out there? Not so much. Is it in here? Not so much. Is it vivid? Absolutely. Is it fascinating? Absolutely. Is it clear? Crystal clear. Is it important? Hmm. Important, not important. These are kind of tags for the mind, tags for thought. We don't have to concern ourselves with that. Just what's there, what's here, what's immediate, what's obvious, without adding to it, without analyzing. That's a good place to go. It's a good place to look. It's a good place to be. Look around. Find a visual environment that helps you to see what's uh, really going on, which doesn't tend to cause you to label add, subtract, modify your experience. Maybe it's abstract art. Maybe it's the movement of a leaf. Maybe it's the sky. Maybe it's your hand. Maybe it's the wall. I know of people who became enlightened staring at a wall, <laughs> literally. So it's there, if you're willing to really let go. I was having a conversation with someone just a few minutes ago and they asked, is this really just about where you put your attention? And it is. Um, but I, I added that it's not just where you put your attention though, it, although that's very important. It's where you put your attention and your discernment. And then also what really adds rocket fuel is inquiry. When your attention's in the visual space, then a bit of inquiry into what's being added. Is there actually form there? Is there actually distance anywhere? Asking this of the experience itself can really propel it. 